Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala min kitab rihad al-salihin. Li sayyidina al-imam al-nawi radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Wa nafa'ana bi'ulumhi fil-darin. Ameen. Ila anqal. We've reached hadith number 70. An Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallama. Qal. إن الدنيا حلوة خضرة وإن الله مستخلفكم فيها فينظر كيف تعملون فاتقوا الدنيا واتقوا النساء إن أول فتنة بني إسرائيل كانت في النساء رواه مسلم. So this is a hadith narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said The world is sweet and green. And Allah has granted you authority over it so that he can see how you act. Beware of the world and beware of women. The first test in tribulation of Bani Israel was in relation to women. So in this hadith, our Prophet is telling us about the nature of this world. And of course, this is in the chapter of taqwa, of mindfulness of Allah. And remember that taqwa essentially is putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands into practice inwardly and outwardly and avoiding his prohibitions inwardly and outwardly. So the nature of this dunya is that it is hulwa and khadira. And the commentators mentioned is that he mentioned these two traits because something that's sweet is something that you taste. And that, that khadira, green, is a color that people like to enjoy. When you see a whole bunch of beautiful scenery with green. So in relation to taste, in relation to that, the way that it looks. This is a metaphor to indicate to us something of the nature of this dunya. Even though it's like a mirage in relation to how we experience its desires. But it is desirable. It's something that we as individuals, as human beings, find sweet. And it is its appearance is attractive. And it pulls us towards it. But then what does the Prophet ﷺ then say? Allah has given you authority over it. We are like khulafa here on earth. In other words, is that he's given us freedom of choice and that he's given us a limited degree of things that we can do, having control over this world. But فَيَنْضُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ how are you and I going to act? Are we just going to be deluded by the sweetness of the world and its appearance and its lure and the way that it attracts us? Or that are we going to be people of principle and that fulfill Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command and avoid his prohibition? So then his advice is, sallallahu alayhi wa given the reality of this world and its attractive nature and everything that he just mentioned and the freedom of choice and the authority that we've been given over it, فَتَّقُدْ dunya. Literally, this is what he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Beware of the world. 
in its sweetness, in its attractiveness. What takun nisa? And specifically, the opposite gender. Our Prophet is indicating to us a reality that you and I all know exists, as uncomfortable as it might be to talk about in a public sense, but there's a reality here. And that both genders need to, of course, that protect themselves and to lower their gaze. And just as it's an obligation for men to lower their gaze, it's an obligation for women to lower their gaze. And all of the promiscuity that we see in our society and everything that that leads to, it's very clear why the Prophet is mentioning this. And it all begins with a glance. And then the glance leads to something else. And then that leads to something else. And then that leads to something else. And what a beautiful deen that we have that teaches us to lower our gaze. And two, not look at the opposite gender with desire. And the scholars even went to the extent where they said that looking at an inanimate object with desire is impermissible. And you read that in the books and you wonder why even that would be mentioned. And then you find these very strange things that people end up doing in the end of time where it's a that type of imbalance that they have within themselves, that they actually have some type of sexual desire for physical objects. And people end up doing fawahish with physical objects. There's a specific name that this is given this attraction to physical objects. And this is a very warped, of course, understanding. You can love things that Allah Ta'ala created, but not in that sense. So the scholars knew what they were doing, and that... Principles have been there for centuries, even before some of these warped tendencies happened in the end of time when people were distant from the fitrah. So, fattaqa dunya, be weary of the world and have taqwa that of the dunya. nisa, be very careful that this is an address to the men in relation to how you interact with the opposite gender. Be careful. Don't let your eyes see something it shouldn't see, let alone have your heart inclined towards something that it shouldn't incline towards that alone, that doing something outwardly that is forbid, forbidden. And then he reminds us, so that we can learn, is that the first fitna of Bani Israel was in relation to the opposite gender, Nisa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us firm upon this path. And our Prophet said, another hadith, that every ummah has a tribulation specific tribulation that many of its members tend to that get afflicted and tried with. And the fitna of my ummah is mal. He didn't fear shirk for us is that he feared is that the dunya would be opened up for his ummah and that they would vie for it the way that people vied for it and then it would destroy them the way that it destroyed the people before them. And then ما تركت بعدي in another hadith فتنة أضر على الرجال من النساء that I have left no fitna that is that more difficult for men to deal with than women. And this is something that you and I need to think very carefully about. And of course, the Prophet is not demeaning women by speaking about this. He's talking about a reality that you and I all know that we have to protect ourselves from. And this is why the Sharia, if we implement it, it safeguards us from exactly what the Prophet ﷺ is warning about. But 
we have to be people of Sharia. Even though we live in a time where there's a lot of intermixing of gender, where there's a lot of looseness when it comes to this, we should protect ourselves, and especially students of knowledge. Especially students of knowledge. Preserve your heart, and don't let your heart get tainted with these things that arise within it if you don't protect yourself in the proper way, because it will spoil the blessing of knowledge. And then in hadith number 71, the Prophet that's narrated by Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can yaqul Allahumma inni as'aluka al-huda wal-tuqa wal-afafa wal-ghina Ruha Muslim Ibn Mas'ud narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a dua he used to say Oh Allah, Allahumma inni as'aluka I ask you and then he mentions four things al-huda for guidance mindfulness of Allah, wal-afaf, he translates it here as chastity, but abstinence, self-restraint, temperance, this trait of afaf, being able to, but refrain when need be, even if it be from things that are permissible, wal-ghina, and self-sufficiency. So the very fact that our Prophet ﷺ asked for that all of these traits uh, this is an indication that these are all that beautiful traits that you and I want to have. Allahumma inni asaluka al-huda wal-tuqa wal-afafa wal-ghina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us too. That live in a way that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and pleasing to our messenger. And blessed the people who follow the sunnah of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all of our different states, outwardly and inwardly. And have everything is that we say, everything is that we do be in complete conformity to his blessed sunnah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that be a means for us to attain the highest degrees of closest to him subhanahu wa ta'ala may we be people of taqwa inshallah ta'ala be people who that live in a principled fashion the day and the day we meet our lord wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alihi wa sallam alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen thank you for listening to one of al-maqasid's online educational offerings our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.